Locked On Dolphins, hosted by Travis Wingfield. Your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. What's up, Dolphins? Welcome into the Monday, April the 1st edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, I'm in Hawaii for my wedding, away from the microphone all week, but luckily I've prepared a week of shows with pre-recorded interviews and analysis. And on today's show, I am so, so excited for all of us to get a little bit smarter about offensive football because joining me will be former Dolphin and current offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at the College of William & Mary. He is Coach Brennan Marion. We're going to talk to him about play calling, X's and O's, adapting the scheme for vertically challenged passers, and Dolphins running back Kalen Balaj, who Marion coached at Arizona State University. But first, real quick, before any of that, I kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Follow me on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at LockedOnFins. And check out LockedOnDolphins.com, the number one blog in the Locked On Network. And last but not least, the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts like the Locked On NFL podcast and Locked On Heat podcast for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Let's jump right in. That's another Miami Dolphins. And just a quick heads up, a foreword on the podcast here. You guys are not going to be getting any news on the show this week, but our staff writers over at LockedOnDolphins.com are armed and ready to divulge any updates that may occur over this week. So keep it locked on Dolphins on the Locked On Dolphins webpage for any and all Dolphins news and updates. I am on location for my wedding, which is tomorrow. So this is the last episode as a bachelor, but I wanted to leave you guys with a week of shows. Didn't want to leave a gap in there. So here we are, and I'm going to get into draft prospects on the shows the rest of this week. But let's go ahead and jump right into this interview here and bring on my guest, Coach Brennan Marion. And I am thrilled to welcome back into the podcast. He is the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the College of William and Mary, former offensive coordinator at Howard University, strength coach at Arizona State University, and former Miami Dolphin. You guys can find him on Twitter. He is at Brennan Marion 4. Coach, what's going on, man? I'm doing great, man. Excited to be back on again. You do great work. Well, hey, I appreciate that. I'm really excited to have you on today because, you know, we're a lot of, of armchair GMs here on the podcast and in the media, so we don't get a chance to talk to a lot of people that have experience in the game. So it's a fantastic opportunity for us to talk to you. And we are recording this show on March the 13th. It's not going to publish till April, just so you're aware. So I assume that you are hot on that recruiting trail right now. And I've got to ask you, how's that process treating you right now? Well, we're actually um, we're about to start spring ball, so we're kind of here in a dead period. We'll get back out there uh, in April, April and May. We'll be all over the country, you know, trying to, you know, fit guys that fit our uh, academic profile and our athletic profile, and then most importantly, uh, you know, our character profiles, the guys that we're looking for. Well, that's a great transition into the first topic I wanted to talk to you about because there's a couple of reasons I wanted to have you on. One, you were such a great guest last time. And two, it's just so rare that I get a chance to talk shop with an offensive mastermind. And let's go ahead and start there with the spring ball and initial installs for the offense, because I assume you begin every spring camp 
with the first day of installs. And if you can coach, can you go through the very first thing that you would put in, in the playbook? Like what's, what's the core foundation of your offense? And is that something that's universally shared around the football community? Uh, yes, I try to in the offseason. Um, you know, we do something different on offense, so I try to teach guys how to create their own systems, um, you know, because I feel like you have to know the why uh, of what you're doing and not just how. A lot of people just try to copy other people's systems, but they don't know exactly why they're running certain plays and certain things. So I feel like, you know, power is power, counter is counter. All the schemes are kind of, you know, uh, universal, Um from that standpoint, but you have to know why you're calling certain things, why you put certain formations in and set. So um, I try to teach guys how to go about that process. So for us, we'll start it off, you know, obviously it starts on what your philosophy is going to be, you know, why you're going to play a certain way, um, why you're going to be a certain scheme. Um, you know, when you're talking about just from a play standpoint, before we even get started with the plays, we try to build the relationship and culture of how we're going to play. And then we go into our philosophy of the play, um, if that that makes sense, because a lot of guys, you know, any any scheme will work if the guys are, you know, especially at the high school and college level. If the guys are bought in and they love each other and 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 they're going to play for you, play hard for you. Um, that's that's the most important key to create the brotherhood and create that culture um, within your program, that love. Um, and And then the play start to take off from there. Uh, once you, you know, have guys playing with elite effort um, and playing together for each other, you know, either for the community, for themselves, you know, for the pride of whatever the case may be. So that's what we we try to build it off first before we get into just talking about this play, that play, this formation, that formation, you know, creating a, a culture of what we're doing first. I love that you mentioned the the playing with a purpose or playing with a plan, because I think something that a lot of casual fans don't get to maybe experience or even have an idea about when they watch the games on their couch is that you're setting up plays or you're calling plays to set up things later in the game to make the defense vulnerable in a certain way. How far down the play sheet do you look when you make play calls as far as it goes, like we're going to run this play, like maybe a bubble screen that sets up the fake bubble screen with the pump down the sideline. Like how far in advance do you think when you're play calling on the sideline? Um, you, you always have to think about the next thing. Uh, it's always situational football. What is the situation? Then it's always a, the who and the what, what players, okay, versus their players. So you always want to think about those aspects as well. But it's also, you know, like you just said, you want to layer the play. So we're a running team. I, you know, I want everybody to know that we're a physical downhill running team. Um, but we're going to layer our best runs with with things off of it. So you know, for example, we have an outside zone play. Uh, we have an outside zone play where the quarterback can keep the ball. We have an outside zone play where the quarterback can throw the bubble. We have an outside zone play where we can fake the bubble and then throw a shot off of it. We have outside zone where we run a waggle off of it. So outside zone can turn into eight, nine different plays, you know, as you just keep building it and layering it to play. You just have to start with a, with a plan and a process to it. Start it off with a run because we are a running team. Um, and then just keep layering it and, and trying to get it to your best player um, on their worst player on the defense. I mean, that's what 
the key goal is try to get your best guy in a favorable matchup for him to make you know plays down the field. I love it. That's why I love football so much. And when it comes to putting in you know creative play designs into the offense, do you think about that from the aspect of building it off certain packages and formations, or do you think about the skills of the individuals on your offense and build things specifically for those skill players? Well, the hardest thing for for guys to understand, and I and I try to educate them on it. Um, you know, playing for Coach Malzahn uh, at the University of Tulsa, and, you know, obviously he's going on to do great things, and that's University of Auburn now. It's just, you know, you can have four runs and four pass plays, and, and it really won't, you know what I mean? Like, the defense won't change off of what your, what your plays are, but they will change off of what your formations are. So I always tell guys to create different pictures for the defense to adapt to and adjust to, because that's what's going to make a defensive coordinator check um, the defense and change the defense. It's not going to be a play per se. You, you see what I'm saying? So you definitely want to just keep switching up the pictures and doing the same thing over and over again, attacking the defense the same way, but doing it in a different way, if, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, it definitely does. And not to change gears on you here quickly, Brendan, but before we get into the first break, I want to ask you about this question because with a sub six foot quarterback likely to come off the board first in this month's draft, who better to talk to than the play caller of a sub six foot collegiate quarterback who tore up the FCS? And that's gonna we're gonna get into that next here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. You can find Coach at Brennan Marion Four on Twitter, and you can find me at Wingful NFL and at Locked On Fins. Okay, we tweezed it, teased it rather, in the first part of the show here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, but Brennan coached Kalen Newton at the universe, or Howard University, rather, and you might recognize that name from when the Bison upset FBS opponent in 2017 by taking down UNLV, which I didn't know this coach, was the biggest point spread outright win in college football history. So huge congrats for that. What an accomplishment. But you also might recognize that name because Kalen is the brother of Panthers quarterback Cam Newton, obviously built pretty differently. And what more relevant time to talk about a player like that than right now as Kyler Murray is slotted to be the first pick in the NFL draft, if not probably a top five pick at worst. So my question to you, coach, is did you have to deviate from your standard operating procedure in the offense to account for Kalen Newton's, let's call it untraditional height? No, I think I think the the great coordinators. If you're a great coordinator and you have a great player, you're going to highlight his skill set and operate in his strengths. So, you know, when you look at a a Drew Brees, a Russell Wilson, you, you know, a a Michael Vick, a Doug Flutie, you know, whoever the case may be, if you say that's a shorter quarterback, a, a smaller guy in stature, um, I think it's really the offense coordinator's job to, um, you know, anytime you're you, you try to collect as many great players on your team as possible. And then you try to, you know, highlight what they do really well over and over and over again to make those guys the best players, you know, in the country. So, you know, with a guy like Kalen, you know, he was the toughest guy on the field. He was willing to die out there on the field. That's what made him go. And he had a great deep ball. He could throw the ball deep down the field. So he was number one in the country uh, the last two years in yards per completion in FCS and, you know, back-to-back All-American and I just did what he did well, you know, over and over again and just tried to, you know, dress it up and have him do the same thing over and over again um, that highlighted his strengths and, uh, you know, made him a great quarterback for us and, you know, a leader. Um, and I think that's just what you have to do when you have any quarterback, 
per se. You know, guys say, well, a guy's a pro-style quarterback, and I just heard, you know, John Gruden say he's going away from, you know, that, that whole size deal because if you're going to live in this world of, you know, being a true option team and, you know, utilizing the whole field, you know, horizontally and vertically, you need a guy who's a, a you know, point guard, a guy who's not just going to hand the ball off, stand there, watch the running back run. You need a guy who, you know, if green grass is available, he can take off and run or he can throw a bubble RPO, you know, all those things. So um, as the, the NFL pro game goes to, you know, utilizing the whole field, um, I think you'll see more of these, you know, smaller guys get an opportunity to, you know, go in the NFL and exceed at a high level because it puts a ton of pressure, you know, on the defense. And I always say that if the first thing you have to say about a prospect is that he came from a pro-style offense, that just means you don't have a lot of nice things to say about the player himself, especially with the way the college game is being integrated into the pro game. And we're joined here by Coach Brennan Marion. He is the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at the College of William & Mary. And Brennan, while we're on the topic of college stars, is there anybody in this year's upcoming draft that you've worked with or maybe just somebody that you think we should keep an eye on? Well... The, the coolest thing for me is seeing a guy like Kyler Murray. I actually saw him as a freshman when we were at ASU, you know, going against him and just seeing his, you know, elite skill set. I mean, just seeing how fast that dude is. Like, we were really fast on defense at Arizona State. And he parted the Red Sea a couple of times and ran right down the middle, you know, bad ball security and all, just running past people. I mean, <laughs> the dude is, the dude's electric, fast. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know why you wouldn't you know, take him in the first round or, you know, first pick if you had a guy who, you know, obviously can change the trajectory of your team. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the record saying the Dolphins should just sell out and go get the guy no matter what, but I don't think they're going to even have that chance because the Cardinals, in my opinion, will make that pick with the first pick in the draft, and he goes off immediately on draft night. But if you guys do recall, we had Coach on the podcast last May to talk about one of his former players and current Dolphins running back, Kalen Balage. and Brennan was the strength coach at Arizona State University when Balage played there. And Coach, you gave us some great background on the type of player and also the quality of character that we were getting on the team in Kalen Balage, And I'm curious if you can give us an update on how he's doing this offseason. Any thoughts on his rookie year? Just catch us up on the Dolphins' second-year running back if you can. Um, the thing about uh, Kalen Balage that I love is he's always been humble. He always points his, you know, uh, blessings to, to where they come from, you know, the man above, and he's a family dude. So um, this offseason, you, you know, he's, he's working. He's hanging with family. He, he's doing the things that he's always done, being the guy he's always been. You know, he's not a he's not a guy who's going to, you know, really deviate from who he is. I mean, he's he's very uh, grounded. You know, he's been raised right. So um, that's the good thing about him. You know, anytime you talk about a player with um, great talent, right, at a skill position, you always, you know, people always try to put him in a box or categorize, you know, what type of people they are. But, you know, he's really a great person. Um, so those are the things that, you know, I always knew a guy like that would succeed because, he, you know, he stays humble and, and he just, you know, relies on his work ethic. Yeah, we're looking forward to see him get a big bump in playing time this year as he probably moves into the second running back role to share the backfield with Kenyon Drake this season. So expecting big things from Kalen Balage. And real quick here on the podcast, we're going to take our last break. And when we come back, we'll talk some old school Dolphins football with Coach here next on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. You can find Coach at Brennan Marion 4 on Twitter. You can find me at Wingful NFL and the show at Locked On Fins. 
back here on the third segment of today's Locked On Dolphins podcast, joined by offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the College of William and Mary. He is Brennan Marion on the podcast here, and we are brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. And coach, you were in camp with the Dolphins back in 2009. Unfortunately, you tore an ACL and shortly thereafter launched your coaching career. And I might have asked you this last time on the podcast, so forgive me, but what is your fondest memory of your time in Dolphins camp? Whether it was a funny story, something surprising, whatever it is, give us your best 2009 Dolphins camp story. Um, the, the thing that's really cool for me now, and it, it, obviously it's not cool because, you know, Coach Perano has, has passed away. Um, but, uh, you know, him just really looking at me like I was a guy, even though I was a free agent coming off a uh, uh, surgery and being injured, you know, him um, – telling, you know, ABC and uh, I think it was ABC and ESPN that I was on, you know, as a rookie and him just saying that, you know, that I had great work, that work ethic, that nobody worked as hard as me, you know, those type of things. And and that's something that, you know, I can hang my hat on. And, you know, I was just grateful that Coach Perano even gave me a chance, you know, being a guy who was coming off ACL surgery um, from college and, you know, put me on the team. And, you know, obviously the Dolphins took care of me for a couple of years. So um, that, that was the that, that, that's one of the things that really sticks out to me, especially, you know, with Coach Perano uh, passing on. Well, as they say, you know, one uh, one door closes, another one opens. So I'm glad to see that you've had success in your career. Keep climbing those coaching ranks, my friend. Again, he is Coach Brennan Marion. You guys can find him on Twitter at Brennan Marion 4 and you can find him rowing the sidelines this fall up in Williamsburg, Virginia at the College of William & Mary. Coach, thank you again so much for your time and best of luck this season. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. And off he goes. What a fantastic podcast that was. I just told him as I hung up the phone with him that we've done about 400 of these podcasts now. That was my favorite one, getting that type of detail on how to install the offense, some of the things he looks for in players and the character and how to build up an offensive script throughout a game. And Brennan did make a correction for me at the very end of the podcast off the air. He was the quality control coach at Arizona State. So not strength coach, but quality control. Nonetheless, did work with running back Kalen Blage at Arizona State, but a fantastic interview. And I suspect we'll see Coach moving up the ranks rapidly because he is a very sharp coach, a very bright mind in this game today and working at the college level just continues to rise through those ranks. Okay, we've got a little bit more time left here on the show and I haven't gotten into the reviews on Apple Podcasts for a while. So I wanted to go ahead and shout some of you guys out for doing this for me on the reviews because as you know, our iTunes rating is really where it all happens. The more people know about the podcast, the better it is for us. And if the show dies, I can't do it anymore. So the more growth, the better for the podcast for me, for you guys, everybody wins. And so these reviews are pure gold. And let's go ahead and read some of these things real quick here on the podcast. And this one comes in from Porterhouse Zero. It's titled Fins Up, five stars, great podcast. Finally, I don't have to wait for the media to throw the fins a bone and talk about them. I get my fins talk daily. You know, I think about this all the time because back in the day, like coming up as a huge Dolphins fan in the early to mid 2000s, you basically had like profootballtalk.com and you had like the message boards that were available to us, but that was pretty much it. And now we live in an age where you can get content from podcasts, from websites, from Twitter. It's such a great time. And I love being the one that you guys trust to get all your information every single day. I love working my ass off on this job, on this gig. And it's so much fun to do. I just, I couldn't be more appreciative of all you guys for allowing me to do this podcast. And so thank you, 
Porterhouse Zero. Next one comes from Corey. He is just titling it PNW, and I believe that is Corey Ashburn on Twitter. Give him a follow. A fellow Northwesterner, as he just says, Pacific Northwest Club. That is all five stars, so we appreciate that. Next one here comes from Zip Zip Zippy Zap. That's a great name. Best pod and Twitter. He says, great cast, and thanks for all your hard work. It is much appreciated. Next one here comes from FinsUp2019. Just says, great show. Best podcast out there. Always good material. You can see Travis cares about giving you the best possible show. Makes the drive to work much faster every morning. I'm glad you feel that way. Like I said, I'm so appreciative of all you guys for listening to the show and allowing me to do this and... I just want to make sure everybody knows that love is so much reciprocated both ways on my end as well. The last one here real quick comes from Alex Gronkowski. I hope I got that right. Very close to Gronkowski. Do you have the angle yet? I have to ask you, Alex, but I know that you're on Twitter and you follow me and we have a lot of good engagements on there. So I really appreciate that, my friend. He titles it Fins Up. Travis brings great energy, knowledge, and passion to his work. It's nice to hear a true fan working hard to keep us informed. Keep up the excellent work. I will definitely do that for you, sir. And I appreciate the follow and the listens and the downloads, all that fun stuff. And that's a great way to go ahead and end this podcast. As the next time you guys hear my voice, I'll be getting dressed for my wedding. I'm no longer a single man, no longer a bachelor. I will have a Mrs. Wingfield by my side, and we are going to name our first child after Cam Wake, the legend that is, the legend that was for 10 years in Miami. I love this woman to death. I can't wait to marry her. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. So just all good things this week on the podcast, even though I'm talking about this right now on March 13th. But I'm going to get out of here. And if you guys have a smart speaker, you can tell your smart speaker to play the Locked On Dolphins podcast or Bluetooth capability in your vehicle. Just say, play Locked On Dolphins podcast and pull us up right away. Also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Give me a follow on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins. Keep up to date on the Daily Dolphins blog over at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for a skill position review of the draft coming up later this month on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football. Fins up. And aloha. Aloha.